This is Inspiring Minds, a podcast focused on thought-provoking conversations between BSB students and our world-class faculty. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Justin Began. Uh, I'm a grad student in the Masters of Accounting program. I graduated last year undergrad with a communication major and accounting minor, now pursuing the Masters in Accounting program. Um, and I'd like to introduce uh, Dr. Luke Watson, um, who's a Kevin Tedeschi 71 assistant professor in the Villanova School of Business Accounting Department. Yeah, great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Sure. Thanks, Dr. Watson. So I came up with a couple of questions um, for the podcast regarding your regarding your recent research. And the first one was, how, how did you get interested in, in the research topic? Yeah, well, uh, I came on today to talk about the relation and the association between corporate taxation and corporate social responsibility. Corporate social responsibility is a really big topic right now. ESG, environmental social governance, sustainability, it goes by many names. And the academic literature has traditionally been referred to as CSR, corporate social responsibility. It's been a question of mine for years on whether that's associated with corporate tax avoidance. You know, corporations kind of acting like good citizens when they want to put on their CSR hats, do they also act like sort of good taxpayers when they go to file their tax returns? This, for me, became my second year summer paper in my PhD program. And so it's really a question that dates pretty far back for me. For your study for 2015, what did it say about this topic? And um, how did it relate to other studies coming out at the time? Yeah, once I started embarking on this journey of studying this research question, there were several other studies that quickly popped up. People were looking at this relation between CSR and corporate tax avoidance. I found that it wasn't quite so simple. There were other studies coming out that said, oh, it's a positive relation. No, it's a negative relation. And my study looked at this question and said, maybe it's more nuanced than that. Um, And I was able to find some evidence that it depended on the abundance of resources in the firm. When there's more resources available, uh, firms that intend to be good citizens, that that is, they have a good CSR agenda going, they will also pay their fair share of taxes. And why did you want to take a a second look at this at the same research question? It was uh, a continuing source of interest in the academic world. People kept studying this question and so there were results on either side. Other, other studies were saying, no, it's just a positive relation. No, it's just a negative relation. And it frustrated me that there was this disagreement. Oftentimes in accounting research in particular, there's one study on it and they do it. And then other studies may take different takes on it, but they don't get to come back to that same thing. But I was frustrated with the, with the lack of settling up of these results. And so I thought, what if we could come back and look at this research question with a superior research design that allowed us to draw out some really causal influences instead of just maybe it's an association, it's a correlation. Now, what is the causal influence here? I partnered with a co-author from the University of Florida, Michael Mayberry, and he and I uh, took a second look at this question. So now after taking the second look, Dr. Watson, how does the the 2021 study improve the credibility of the findings on the association of what you've been talking about, the CSR and tax avoidance? Yeah, we found that states had changed laws and the older laws required corporate directors and managers to simply manage the firm for shareholder wealth maximization. Well, that's not really CSR at all. CSR is sort of 
the pursuit of other stakeholders' objectives along the way to shareholder wealth maximization. So when states started to relax those laws, that produced for us a natural experiment. Now, for the first time, corporate directors and managers were allowed to consider the interests of other stakeholders. So we're talking about creditors, employees, vendors, all of these other parties, even the community around the firm, all these other parties that are affected by its presence. So we decided to use those legal changes to take another look at this. When we did that look, what we found surprised us, okay, because we actually did not find a relation between CSR and tax avoidance using this really strong research design. So that was a bit surprising. And it also made it challenging because when you don't have results going one direction or the other, um, it's very difficult to conclusively prove that there's no relation. Dr. Watson, given your previous work in the area, is this uh, an unfavorable or, or favorable result? Right. So it can seem a little awkward that here I'm going back to a question that I worked on previously and sort of re-take, re-examining it, taking another look. And um, I think it builds on my previous results because the previous study had said that it's not as simple as just finding a positive or negative relation between CSR and tax avoidance. There are other factors that come into play here. And my previous study had said it's you know scarce resources. Um, here, we're taking a more causal look at this relation. So we're saying, does a commitment to CSR cause a change in tax avoidance, cause a certain degree of tax avoidance, whether it's positive or negative? And we did not find that. Does that mean that there is really never a relationship between CSR and and tax avoidance? Well, even though we didn't find results using this really strong research design, uh, we wanted to do several other things uh, just to be sure. So one of the tests we did was to run this in the states with the most stringent law changes. And we ran it there. We still found no evidence. We did a host of other robustness tests, we call them, to, just to make sure that this result is robust and isn't just a, a fiction of our sample or our you know, design or quirks that, that might happen in one state. We threw out each state individually. We did, we did all sorts of things. Would you be able to go into like a little bit uh, more details to what those entailed? Yeah, sure. So we look at Delaware. Delaware is a peculiar state. of our sample was incorporated in Delaware. Delaware is a place that also has peculiar tax laws that facilitate corporate tax avoidance. So could that be biasing our results? We throw out Delaware, repeat our analysis, and we don't find anything again. We look at Texas and Nebraska that passed these laws, but they were relatively weak. So we throw those out and we find nothing different. We look at certain industries that we think might be the most responsive to uh, endogenous shocks to the CSR environment in the form of these laws. And within those sensitive industries, we didn't find anything either. There were some other things we did, but those are some of the main ones. And, uh, you know, we just didn't find anything. So it was uh, quite surprising, but it also gave us confidence by doing that many different tests that we really were picking up no association here. Before we uh, began recording, you and I were talking and you mentioned that searching for publishable results can almost be a little bit like searching for Sasquatch. What does this study have in common with the search for Sasquatch? Yeah, right. So 
it's kind of a joke, but it's also uh, a little bit serious. And what I mean by that is publication bias. So one thing that was a challenge to Dr. Mayberry and I is that we had to get this study published. I mean, at the end of the day, you're an academic researcher um, and you want to publish meaningful research and make valid scientific inferences. And I believe that we've done that here. But at the same time, that's not enough. You also need to get your science published. And that's very hard when you are producing a, what we would call a no result study, right? We didn't find a relation between CSR and tax avoidance uh, using this really strong design. With the Sasquatch thing, I, you know, I, I joke, but um, it's kind of serious. When you have like, say there's a Sasquatch researcher, if they go out there in the woods a hundred times and they find nothing, are they going to report that? No, it's not exciting, right? And just like that, the journals aren't going to publish a lot of studies that say, well, we looked at this a hundred different ways right. and we found no results, right? So you have to uh, produce some evidence of Sasquatch, if you will, to publish at these journals. Um, thankfully, we found a good outlet with a great editor um, who was willing to entertain this idea that th in our study, there is no Sasquatch, right? There is no association. We think we've done the best job we can. Um, this is like going through the woods and looking under every single tree for Sasquatch and not finding one, if you will. And Dr. Watson, I had two more questions for you. One, um, you know, be being a student in your tax class um, undergrad, I, I was wondering, have you implemented this research in the classroom or even the curriculum for, for some, of your, some of your classes? You know, I think it's something that we want to discuss here at, at VSB. We're a little bit different business school. Um, and given our Augustinian mission, I think we have to care about our effects on the world and not just our bottom line all the time. So it is something that we discuss. It pertains to discussions in my corporate tax class that I teach. It trickles down also to the undergrad class. Um, you know, I do do a session on academic tax research, and this is one study that we'll cover. So yeah, stuff into the classroom. You know, I don't get into all the econometrics and all the statistics, um, but we can at least uh, have a great discussion at a high level without, without needing all that uh, deep level science. My last question for you, Dr. Watson, is what's been the hardest part of the research and also uh, your favorite? Yeah, my favorite part was, uh, I think, working with my co-author, Mike Mayberry. He's just a really determined and hardworking guy um, who really works fast. So that's rewarding as a co-author. The hardest part of it was definitely overcoming that publication bias. We really ran up against some difficult editors and reviewers who just were really pushing oh, you know, if you look here, you might find something. If you look here, you might find something. It's very easy to throw out a lot of different tests. Um, and then it's on us, the, the authors, to go and run those tests and show them that, okay, we ran that. And, you know, here's the results. Uh, really doesn't change our, our findings. And that's all I have for you, Dr. Watson. Thanks again for, for taking the time um, for, for the podcast today. It was great to learn more about your most recent research on CSR and tax avoidance. And it's been an honor working, you know, having a class um, under you in undergrad and also working as your fellow for research in the Masters of Accounting. But thank you again for your time. Thanks, Justin. It's a real pleasure. So I appreciate being on. Thank you for listening to Inspiring Minds. Stay tuned for our next installment featuring more VSB students discussing research topics with our world-class faculty.